Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcome, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Filling Jed's Old Job, and Ask Me Questions If I Was Confusing. Filling Jed's Old Job, back when Jed Hoyer took over Theo Epstein's job as the baseball ops guy. That's why I'm going to call him. I don't care what his title is. The baseball ops guy. Because whoever, whichever MLB team you're talking about, they will have a baseball ops guy. And back when it was Theo Epstein, and now it's Jed Hoyer. And one of the things Jed Hoyer didn't quite get around to was filling his old gig. Jed Hoyer had been the general manager. The Cubs, as of now, have no general manager. And that might have been useful. That might have been useful to have a general manager during the July trade run-up, but the Cubs did not have a general manager. They are looking at four names. I'm going to briefly, very briefly, look at their names, where they're from. Basically, I'm reading from MLBTradeRumors.com, so you could go read that if you want, but I'm going to read to you the names, where they're from, and a little bit about them, and then toss a little bit on top. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez from The Rays is... Somebody told me he's been turning in the names at the draft the last couple of days. I don't have any confirmation on that. I don't have a whole lot of confirmation on too much anything. Um... Rodriguez is a, a yeah, somebody wrote a horrible article. They had the name Rodriguez and Martinez, and it's really confusing as I'll get out. Rodriguez is their vice president of player development and, <coughs> and international scouting. One thing that the Tampa Bay Rays have been absolutely phenomenal at is player development. Whether they draft a player, whether they bring a player in by way of trade, what, however, whether they get him on waivers, whether they sign him as an international free agent, bring in the guy. This is why we brought him in. This is what he's good at. And the player development ta- people take over from there. And Carlos Rodriguez has been quite successful at that in Tampa Bay. Some people are saying the Cubs ought to prioritize the Tampa Bay guy because he is the Tampa Bay guy. And uh, there's a little bit of logic to that. Tampa has been so good at so many things and he seems to have his fingerprints over a lot of them. It might make sense. But I'm not going to say he is necessarily the best guy. Um, Carter Hawkins and James Harris are both of Cleveland's organization. Hawkins began as an advanced scouting intern back in 2008 and became assistant GM of scouting before the 2017 season. That seems a good thing to upgrade. 
assistant GM of scouting to general manager of the Cubs. Okay, that would indicate he's probably pretty good at scouting. And Cleveland has been awfully darn good at scouting. Uh, Harris, James Harris, is Cleveland's vice president of player development. Again, player development, scouting, player development, all that kind of stuff. Any of that kind of stuff. Harris actually comes from football. He worked with the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL as a chief of staff for a while. Um, Anytime you're talking about player development, anytime you're talking about scouting, international scouting, anything along those lines, anything along those lines, if someone from another organization is really good at doing, insert something here, whatever it is, go for it. I bring in somebody like that instead of, well, this guy was 17 years ago. He was a general manager and he hasn't done anything. No, no, no. Bring me in a guy who has been working hard at something for the last three or four years in an organization that has been rather impressive. Jeremy Zoll has been with the Twins. Twins, uh... Zoll is an assistant GM focusing on, take a guess, take a guess, minor league operations. Ta-da! He's a, um, let's see, he's also been with the Dodgers and the Angels. So he knows what, how things work in different organizations. The Twins are one of those stealth organizations that a lot of people are interested in. I'm preferable. I prefer the Dodgers. Cleveland, and Tampa. Tampa, uh, the Twins are one of those that people like to throw in in the next echelon, which doesn't really have a whole lot of teams in it. Grabbing somebody from the Twins, I'd be fine. Okay, now, full stop. The role will probably be filled in the next two weeks, by the sounds of it. There may be more than these four people, but these four people are definitely in the running. They are definitely being considered. Any of the four would add to what the Cubs are doing. Again, full stop. Now, one of the things on my podcast I've been talking about, what goes on in October, what goes on in November, what goes on in December, What goes on in October is you fire the people that you're going to fire, you bring in people that you're going to bring in, and occasionally you bring in an assistant general manager to become your general manager. And perhaps, just maybe, the person who comes in as a general manager walks in with some internal knowledge he already knows. Not something that's written down in a program somewhere, Something that he walks in that he already knows. Now, Tim, what do you mean? What do you mean by he walks in with something that he already knows? Let's say that it's Zoll, the guy from the Twins, who comes in. Zoll comes in from the Twins, and now that these questions are legal... Now that these questions are legitimate because he is in the Cubs organization. So who are four guys we want from the Twins that we want to trade for? I couldn't really ask you that before. But now I can ask you, who are four prospects we want to hoodwink the Twins out of, of the information that you have? 
See how that's information might be useful? See how that would be helpful? Since we haven't talked about it before. Since it hasn't been. Okay, who are some guys? Who are some players in the... Now, there's a guy we got in the sixth round in 2020. No, it couldn't be 2020 because that only went five rounds. But you know what I mean. There's this guy who... There's a guy who we brought in that. If this guy is available in a trade, you should definitely try... Well, I should definitely try to acquire him. October things. October things. Now, what are the November things? The November things are knowing the Cubs' 40-man roster and potential Rule 5 draft eligible exemptions. Cubs have Brendan Little in Mesa pitching for the Solar Sox. The Cubs have Danias Correa. Cubs have Nelson Velazquez, Luis Vazquez, Andy Weber. Jared Young is a potential addition. Ethan Roberts is a potential addition. So the Cubs have a number of possible additions they might be making at some point. Now, whoever the Cubs bring in from another organization, it's probably going to be in the next two weeks or so, Ballpark, don't don't write me a day. Yeah, yeah, it's 10 days, not 7. It's 17 days, not 14. No, no, no. It'll be soon. It'll be soon, logically so. What might happen in late November? Late November being right around the November 19th deadline. A team is going to start to realize, oh, crap. We have too many guys that belong on our 40-man roster. We have to make some trades because otherwise we are going to have to leave some players eligible for the Rule 5 draft. They will get swallowed up and taken by someone else. We have to make some trades. And frankly, all 30 teams are going to be involved in those decisions either well, some teams are sitting, going to be sitting at like 32 players on their 40-man roster. It's like, we're not even close. We're not even close to being near 40. We're down at 32. We're going to sit around and wait for other teams to say, hey, do you want this guy? And then we'll say, yeah, sure, we'll take him. Other teams are going to be more along the lines of 33, 34, 35, range where they're not in trouble, trouble. But if the right offer comes along, then yeah, sure, maybe probably about where the Cubs are going to be. But then there are going to be some teams who are up in the 35, 36, 37 range. They know they're going to want to add some guys for um, off-season free agency, and they just realize, we are going to have to make some trades. And it would be really nice for the Cubs if they have someone new in their organization who is completely familiar with another organization that might be in the process of, oh, crap, we got to make some trades. So let's say the Cubs get the guy from Tampa. Tampa Bay, don't know if you know this, but they're in the playoffs. They won the best division in all of baseball. Four teams had 90 wins in their division, and they won that division. And of their four full-season minor league squads, 
Three of them won their league title. The fourth lost in an elimination, uh, in a um, winner-take-all by a run. Their pipeline is gorged. So, if the Cubs do bring in the guy from Tampa, do you think maybe, 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 maybe he might have some information on, hey, if Tampa Bay happens to leave this player on the Rule 5 eligible list, a lot of people don't know about him, but he would be worth picking up. Or anything along those lines. Maybe, 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 maybe. I'm really familiar with the Rays organization or the Twins organization or the Cleveland organization or whatever organization. They just non-tendered this guy. He's a free agent now. Sign him. When a team makes a decision on a general manager. They're not doing the, I'm going to sign a general manager guy because he's going to help us by signing one non-tendered free agent player. That's not why this player is brought, this person is brought in. He's brought in because he has a good reputation. He's worked hard. He's provided value where he's been before. He's exactly the kind of guy that the Cubs want to add to their organization at the general manager level. Full stop. Once in place, he probably has knowledge the Cubs don't. He probably is aware of things the Cubs are not. And with said knowledge of things that he is aware of that the Cubs are not aware of would probably be rather helpful, rather useful if mid-November, early December, hey, by the way, guys, uh, the guy that, the team that I used to work with, the guy they just non-tendered, the, the guy they just get, got rid of, we should get him. Plug me into it. Okay, yeah, that sounds reasonably good. I, I kind of like that, like that idea. Do you want to talk to him? Okay, sure, not a problem. Here's a chicken offer him. All righty then, let's do this. See how that works? That's not a case of you are signing the guy for this added benefit. It's what I call, Steve Winwood had a song back in the day, Freedom Overspill. You make the right decision. You make the right decision. You do the right thing. And then because you do the right thing, you get some benefits from it. There are some benefits from doing the right thing. And one of the benefits from doing the right thing, from getting people who are smart, getting one of the benefits of adding people to your organization who add to your organization is your organization suddenly has more information that can be actionable than three or four weeks ago. Whoever the Cubs add, they have a at least an extra little tiny bit of information from the organization they used to be in. Will that necessarily be exactly specifically the reason they're brought? No. 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 But any little bit of information helps. 
Especially if it's accurate. Especially if it can actually be taken taken advantage of. Harris, Hawkins, Zoll, and Rodriguez. I'd be good with any of them. I'd probably slightly lean toward Rodriguez. But it really does seem like Jed Hoyer is realizing there are certain things the Cubs need to add to their organization. And of the things that the Cubs need to add to their organization, Rodriguez, Hawkins, Harris, and Zoll are all capable of adding something along those lines to the organization. And if it ends up being a situation where they did a really good job of improving their player development. Okay? They ended up getting a guy who really helps them with their player development, but they're a little bit still behind where they'd want to be on scouting. Then go out and sign somebody for scouting. Hey, we were trying to find somebody for the general manager gig, and we decided on a guy... After we're all done, we're looking at everything, and we're still a little tiny bit short on this one specific thing we think you would be specifically good at helping us with. Know what you're good at, keep doing that well. Know what you're not good at, do better at that. Find people to help you do that better. One thing I see the Cubs being a little tiny bit behind on, at least a little tiny bit behind on, is getting a pitcher from signed in the sixth round to being a starting pitcher pitching into the fifth or sixth inning. Cubs are a little bit behind on that still. A little bit behind on that. So if there is someone out there who can help with that, either the locating the player or the developing the player, either one, I'm good with adding People like that to the Cubs organization, whoever they are. Rodriguez, Harris, Zoll, Hawkins. Whatever their title, wherever they come from, as long as they're going to make the Cubs organization better, regardless of their title, go for it. Because the Cubs have catching up to do. I think they're starting to realize what they have to do better. It hasn't manifested itself yet on the Major League roster because that kind of sort of thing takes a little bit of time to show up. If people were paying attention to the Cubs minor league relievers that they were calling up in May, in June, in July, in early August, those relief pitchers were generally far better than the relievers they were calling up from the minor leagues in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. The Cubs are getting better at developing relief pitching. Now they need to get better at developing starting pitching and having better offensive depth. Here is two Myrtle Beach, South Bend, Tennessee, and Iowa showing those levels of improvement in 2022, 2023, and beyond. If that happens, the Cubs will be fine. 
Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.